Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Did you hear the news? Own Your Everyday is officially a national bestseller. I can hardly believe it. But instead of celebrating this as my win, I want to celebrate it as our win. This is not a one-woman show, and I really believe the only reason this is possible is because of you. Every single one of you who's bought your copy or shared about it on your social media or told your friends or let your sister borrow it, you are part of helping grow this movement. All I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly cannot do this without you. And if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, what are you doing, girl? Join the movement and go get it. Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart, it's there and it's waiting for you. And it's even available as an audiobook and I'm the narrator. Seriously, pause what you're doing, go get it, and get ready to own your ordinary, imperfect, real, everyday life right here, right now, before you figure out anything else when it comes to your future, your dreams, or your plans. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, hey, friends. I have the one and only Tanner on the podcast. She's, well, probably not the one and only in the world, but she's the one and only Tanner that I know. And probably the only Tanner girl. <laughs> maybe. I mean, people often say that I have a boy name too, so it's okay. <laughs> but it is so fun to have her on the show. Tanner, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with my girls. I can't wait for them to hear more about what you do and your story and just be encouraged and challenged by you. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't be more grateful. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, before we dive into all of the good stuff that we're going to get into today, I feel like we should give everybody a little bit of context and maybe share the backstory as to how we got connected, how we've met, how we've worked together. So do you want to kind of share that from your perspective and then I'll give a little from mine? Yeah, I'll, I'll share kind of from my perspective, but I had been following Jordan for probably over a year. I think I just found her because she was in Indianapolis and I was in Southern Indiana and um, through Soul Scripts probably is where I actually found Jordan. And Jordan was one of those people that you wouldn't unfollow on Instagram once you follow. Um, and so I, this is at the same time where I started to have this, okay, I kind of want to start my own business. What would this look like and everything? And so I just kept finding myself going back and reading her posts. Like I would scroll back and try to find Jordan's, like your very first posts when you were transitioning and trying to grow new businesses and doing new things and had new ideas. It's like, okay, I feel like we had a very similar thought process or way of like processing all of this like dream, like mentality that we have. Yes. And so watching your stories, listening to your talk, I felt like we were in the same room. We just never talked. And you never seen me before. <laughs> so over time, I had had in, invested in business coaches and everything uh, through, I guess, probably a year prior to meeting you. Right when I started on business, I invested in a coach um, and then had another one in between that and then was really looking and praying. And there was a big, there's a probably three or four month prayer time of just like, God, I want not only someone who can help lead me in my business and teach me and know more and have more experience, but also someone who can lead me spiritually too, because those two things, they can't be separated. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when we found you, my team found you, we reached out, actually my team member, Lexi reached out to you just straight up in boldness <laughs> and ask you. And I was like, you did what? <laughs> and 
she did. And you responded with just like gratitude and wanted to take us in and teach us. And so we got to have that experience with you helping us with our business, learning new systems. We honestly saw a whole new side of growing and like nurturing and figuring out what next would look like as far as our dreams go. Um, so it was just a, like a really cool experience. And through that, we ended up meeting up and um, built a friendship around it too. So it was so awesome from my perspective. You know, I got this message one day from a gal named Lexi, which was working with Tanner. And she's like, Hey, so like, we really think what you're doing is great. Can you business coach us? And I was like, well, what do you do? You know, and um, I was honestly, I will say it was so encouraging to me, though, to receive that because I had started to right before that I had been in a season of prayerfulness like, Lord, I want to equip other women in practical business skills. Like I love talking to them about my faith and things like that, but I'm so like passionate about giving them tools to succeed in ways that are meaningful. Right. And mm-hmm. um, and in the things that they're passionate about. But I had never really promoted that. I had never really talked about it. And I felt kind of stuck because I was like, well, I don't think people actually see me as that. I think they just see that I like encourage them on Instagram, you know, even though there was so much more going on. And so when she reached out to say like, hey, I recognize this. And, you know, it was the craziest timing because I had been thinking about that for a while and I didn't pursue it. I didn't promote it. And I literally had someone share with me, hey, I feel like um, God's basically saying to me and I'm supposed to tell you this, which at the time I was like kind of weird, but it was actually so cool. She was just like, you know, there's some women in your community that over the next several months, you're going to be able to mentor and go deeper with and be able to, you know, equip them with some of the tools that you've learned and steps that you've learned in this journey. And I was like, yeah, right. Okay. You know, how's that going to happen? There's so many of them. I don't even know where that would. And then it was just like you guys. And there was a couple other people all in the mm-hmm. same week. And I was like, okay, I hear you. I'll step into this, you know, even though I'm, you know, just going to give whatever tools I have in the best way. And right. it's been, it was so fun. I mean, I love to just pass those on and continue to do that as much as I can. Cause I really believe in what you guys are doing and how you're, you know, transforming lives of women, but also being very intentional in the space that you're in. And so I love it. And then, yeah, we all went to dinner that day and had some great food. Our husbands became buds. (laughs) It was like one big, great relationship. So, And I'll never forget, honestly, on the first call I had with you, you know how you have this expectation of some sort, or you think you're getting what you need, but then what you get is actually what you really needed. Mm. And I remember on that first call, it was like, I kind of thought, well, she is probably like a really good cheerleader. She's probably going to push me to say, no, this is a good idea. Don't second guess yourself. Just go after it. But it wasn't just that. It was more so I was blown away by like the systems to everything. It was like, boom, boom. I'm like, you were a business woman. You know, you wanted to exactly show me on your computer. You had a giant whiteboard out. You were (laughs) like all this stuff. And I remember when we got off that call, I sat there just like in silence, like what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love it. I love it. I am. I need processing time. (laughs) Yes. I am two part cheerleader, two part, uh, like full blown strategy and savvy. I, I really believe, and I don't know, I actually want to park here for just a second, even though this is not even We'll just dive right into it because I think I think it really matters. Um, You know, you are an entrepreneur. You are a health coach. You are also a Christian woman in this space. And I have such similar passions to you. You know, I love helping equip women to really take the next steps when it comes to health. I mean, I'm not a health coach, but just make right. really intentional choices um, when it comes to their faith, when it comes to their business or their career. Um, even if they're not necessarily an entrepreneur, how can they be more intentional and shameless about thinking through what gifts do I have? And am I actually utilizing those in a way that is is impactful, is intentional, feeds my family, Mm -hmm. is strategic, not just because I see this a lot. And, you know, I actually was, I think, talking to um, Christy Wright about this. And Christy Wright is from Business Boutique with Ramsey Solutions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she equips women how to make money doing what they love. And I love that she does that because, you know, I think her and what she shared with me was, you know, a lot of times, you know, her clients are often women who come from church environments or who are Christian women. And that's a large part of my audience as well. Not necessarily every listener and we welcome everyone. But at the same time, it is a big part of my audience. And I truly believe. And Christy was talking about how we often have either messed up views of money or we feel guilty about being strategic or intentional with the gifts that we have. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I was like so refreshed to hear that because 
we can often feel, we almost hold ourselves back. I truly believe that, yes, we need to serve. Yes, we need to see others. Yes, we need to remember that it's not all about the dollar sign or the numbers or that. But I feel like we, especially like you and I are both believers, we should be the most strategic, the most orderly, the most disciplined people because we're working for something so much bigger than just, (laughs) you know, than just like a bank account. Like that's part of it. But it's just like, gosh, this is so much bigger. So I think it kind of goes back to like, what is the legacy that you want to leave? Not just personally, but like with this business too. And that you're right. That's huge. So you have to have strategy to that. And honestly, having that experience with you really showed me that. I remember when I first asked you, you were, I was like, okay, so I recently like started implementing spiritual mentorship into my coaching, yada, yada, yada. I feel like I need to have this percentage of whatever with health and fitness and this percent with Jesus because it all needs to fit into people's lives. And I really want to show women that. And you were like, Tanner, you can be 100% health, business, you know, fitness and everything and 100% Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to have these percentages. It can be all in one. And I was just like, you're right. Like I'm putting this pressure on myself. Am I doing enough here? Am I doing enough here? Mm -hmm. Like just trust and let it flow and just show up. Yep. And this is one big lesson I've learned and the reason I passed it on because, you know, you can have different elements of your brain that serve different elements of your audience, right? There's some people Mm -hmm. who really want that spiritual mentorship and they will totally give anything to be a part of that. And there's some who are like, yeah, I'm not really here for that. I just want like the first steps to get healthy and you can serve both of them and you don't necessarily have to feel like you're, you know, you can have different elements of your brand. But what I believe is, and what I found is literally, if you are a believer, like you don't have to label something like, oh, this is my Christian health business or this is my, it's like, no, like it will come through no matter what it is. It's a health, like, you know, if you're a doctor, you don't necessarily say I'm a Christian doctor, but you're going to be very intentional as a doctor, especially if you're working for a bigger, you know, if you're working for the kingdom, I mean, come on, like you should be very intentional and really serving people where they are, whether or not you're labeling something or dividing percentages or doing any of that. It's like that should show up 100% with you wherever you go and how you carry yourself and how you love people and how you act with integrity and what you share. So it just should be like obvious. You don't have to force it, you know, and I think we can sometimes get into those mindsets of like, there's a lot of times in our world, like a sec- a sacred secular divide, like, oh, this is where you go if you want to learn just this. And this is where you go. It's like, honestly, I mean, why can't we bring the fact that we're a, a Christian shamelessly into whatever space we go into, but not necessarily have to label it one one percentage or one thing or another. And I really believe in that because I've learned the hard way that just because you are a Christian doesn't mean that you have to do formal ministry or that that's only the thing you can do. You can actually yes. be shameless about doing health coaching or teaching other women business or, you know, Uh um, and weaving that should just come through. So it's just, there isn't a divide and we often divide it as if there's like some sort of bucket things fit into or something. I don't know. It's weird, but (laughs) (laughs) it is weird. You know, what an intro though. What an intro. Yeah. Hey, 10 minutes in, that is the full story, you guys. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I do have some real like meaty questions that I want to get into though, because, um, hopefully this will help with kind of I think give a little bit of insight and also real tools. Like we talk about, we both are so passionate about giving tools and meat to grab onto and steps and actionable things that we can give our our readers and our clients and our listeners. And so first thing I want to ask is, you know, I know you do a lot of health coaching. I know you do a lot of, um, you're a certified health professional, right? So you know that world. And I'm curious when you have your one-on-one coaching clients, what recurring issues do you tend to see with women? Are there recurring issues? Right. Yes, absolutely. You know how we always kind of attract this, this person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I've, as I've been able to niche down and understand who it is I need to be helping, it's kind of cool because the stories that I get from women are in the same realm and it's made my coaching so much more impactful because I can prepare for that, for that girl. Um, and so the, what I get, the cycle that I get a lot of times is that women come to me and they've been in a diet culture mentality. Now, a lot of times it looks different. Sometimes they've had this super duper awesome success story from doing some sort of diet where they lost X amount of pounds. Mm-hmm. And then after that ended, they kind of, you know, started to feel their old habits that creep back in or whatever. And then they try to do that same diet because it worked before and now it's not working. And so now they feel shameful and feel like they're not doing enough and just beat themselves down. 
Um, and then they're like, okay, well, let me try another diet. Cause if that one's not working again, then I obviously need to do something else, mm-hmm. you know, because they want that old result again. They want the same result again. Mm-hmm. And it's that cycle or they've never had these awesome results. And they're just, a, they just hop from diet to diet because it works for her, the girl on Instagram, or it works for their mom or whatever. Um, and then the, none of it's working for them. And so every single time they fail on a diet, their the self sabotage just increases. That's what I normally get when I first speak to a woman on the phone for one on one coaching, something mm-hmm. in that realm. Mm-hmm. But what they're starting to realize when they get to me is that they've been listening to me for a while. It's not like someone like hears me for two seconds and they're like, "Oh, definitely applying." Like I kind of like that women take time to hear me out and to hear my message because it's not something easy to teach. Mm-hmm. A diet's easy to teach. It's boom, boom, boom. You're gonna do this for X amount of days. You're gonna eat this. Whereas mine, food freedom, it's not easy to teach. It takes time. It takes stewardship. It takes listening and um, learning your body and stuff. And so usually by the time they get to me or on that phone call or that boldness to apply for the coaching, they start to realize that they are more valuable than than this, mm-hmm. right? They're more. There's more to them than this type of lifestyle. And in fact, the diet culture or that mentality or the self-sabotage is actually what is running their life. And they no longer want to run from that mentality. They're, they understand that there is freedom and that they want to, they want to learn it. They want to understand it and they want to step into it. And so, mm-hmm. but you know, they get to me and it's like, I don't want to be a slave to food anymore because oh, while I do fitness and everything, most of the time with women, it's food, it's emotional connection. It's something mm-hmm. that's happened in their past. It's when they were in high school, someone made fun of them or they always struggled with weight or they were the bigger girl mm-hmm. and um, they don't know what that looks like without dieting. And so I always applaud them at the very beginning of the call because I'm like, you asking for help and just surrendering to someone who has walked through it themselves mm-hmm. and now wants to lead you and hold your hand for a while to help you understand and grasp it. Like, I just want to, I just want to hug you because it's not easy as a woman to just ask for that help and say, Hey, I can't do this on my own, but I no longer want to be a slave to food. Can you help me? And so that's normally kind of the start of that one-on-one relationship. Oh, girl, I'm over here like, I hear you. I've been there. I oh, I bet so many listeners right now have felt that exact same way. And I love that your coaching really does equip them with tools and with, um, you know, not only tools, but also the love that it takes, because I think we can be handed a toolbox of a thousand different things. But if there's no relational element to what we do, it loses some of the power, I think. And I often talk about how, you know, when we're creating anything, it can be so easy to focus on, you know, results. Um, And that's key. We want to get results, but you're not going to get the results that you're craving or that you need without relationship, without asking for help. If you are on the receiving end of it or if you are on the coaching end of it or the business owner, you know, ownership end of it, um, lacking that relational connection um, only makes what you do so effective. And so I think having Mm -hmm. that as part of your whole thing, even within, I want to touch on the chasing freedom movement a little bit too, because, um, having that been created, like you do the one-on-one coaching and that's so relational. And I actually want to hear maybe one or two, I guess, steps that you start with when you're coaching women, if you wouldn't mind sharing something very simple, I think that would help our listeners just kind of get a little understanding of what that would be. And then after you share with that or share that, I do want to hear a little bit about the Chasing Freedom Movement because even that, even though that's not so one-on-one with you, it's centered on relationship and a community of women cheering one another on in these goals. So can you start with a couple, you know, when a woman comes to you and she's got these recurring issues that seems to happen Mm -hmm. with every client, where's the starting point? What's the first kind of step or two that you focus on? And then also share with me a little bit on the Chasing Freedom piece of it. Right, right. So the first step is, the first step, of course, is understanding like, building a relationship between me and her. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear her past. I want to hear what she's gone through. I want to hear that when she failed, what that looked like, just so I better understand her story and I can coach her better. Because with the one-on-one, it is super intimate. We have conversations that I would never have with another girl. Like it's, 
it's very close. Um, but the first thing that I teach the women, and I have a course, a 12-week course that they go through that's broken up into um, a food freedom course where it's very mentality-driven, where we're not just trying to replace old thoughts. It's like we're not afraid to face the lies that we've been telling ourselves. It's like, let's face those head on. Mm-hmm. Let's acknowledge them. Let's identify them. And let's fight them. Because my whole my whole brand is chasing freedom and being these freedom fighters. Like we have to equip ourselves in order to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're going to have to fight for this life. It's not easy. We're going to have these trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and for these women, the trial is often food and the way that they think about it and the way that they see it. And so what I first say is that imagine a pie um, and I, and I'll just kind of draw it out, but it's like, we have this piece, we have relationships, we have emotions, we have our careers, we have our fitness, we have our food. And then we have this faith component, like where do your beliefs live or rest? Like, what do you believe in? And for for a long time, I was just seeing those as pieces. So I would scoop one out and it would only, uh, only a little bit would stay on because it would just fall apart. There was nothing there to hold it together. Hmm. And what I first show women is that if we can root ourselves in a firm foundation, a firm belief system, and that you want to find freedom. And so you're going to focus on the freedom instead of focusing only on these holes. And then when you're trying to fill yourself with love, it just seeps through. Mm-hmm. We're going to patch up the holes, focus on the freedom. And so when you do take a piece of that pie out, say it's the fitness component of your life, mm-hmm. you have the foundation holding it up. So it's not like now you're not in the gym looking at yourself in the mirror during exercise, just tearing yourself apart. Mm-hmm. You're moving now for a whole different purpose, mm-hmm. not necessarily just for weight loss, but because you can move your body. You aren't made to be sedentary. Mm-hmm. Your bodies are made to move, right? Mm-hmm. You feel better when you move. And we know that. And so that's like the first component is like, I want us to build this crust and your crust may look different than my crust, but it's what's going to hold all your pieces together so that when you pull a piece out and need to work on it, you don't feel like you're just a mess. You have some Mm. sort of firm foundation. Mm. I love that visual. (laughs) <laughs> especially yeah. when we're talking about food. Like I can talk about pie all day long. <laughs> right. Let's talk about I pie. It. I love it. The other, the other thing that I really like to do with the one-on-one women is that movement is, or working out or the active movement leads to something else. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, when I go on a walk, like that's not necessarily how I like to work out, but I do enjoy really going on a walk. And during that walk, I always come back with something greater than just going on a walk. Mm. I saw something, I thought of something, I wrote some sort of caption for Instagram on my phone that felt really powerful, like their movement leads to something else. Mm. And so, and it looks different for everyone. Like, I don't love to do CrossFit, but I admire people who do CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, um, same. Right? I'm good. Right? I, so, I can uh, sacrifice kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> so I really help the woman find, hey, what have you done in the past that you really liked? Like, did you do sports? What did you do? Because I want to base your workout program on one, the goals that you have for yourself, because we do have goals to meet. And that is a truth. Mm-hmm. But I want you to do it in a way that you love, not that feels like homework, but that feels like stewardship. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's really fun at first to kind of design these girls workout programs based on something that I know they're going to fall in love with. And here's the thing, like we break it up into phases throughout the 12 weeks. So their workout program changes every four weeks. Oh, that's cool. like okay. if you don't like something in the first phase please tell me because we won't do that again. But if you loved a certain movement, like I have a girl who loves to do barbell hip thrust. She, it makes her feel really empowered and strong because she can lift heavy. I will keep barbell hip thrust in her program to some extent throughout the entire 12 weeks because mm-hmm. she loves that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really important too at the beginning of the coaching. I love that. I love the way that it is set up and broken up into phases. I think we can accomplish more um, and we can move through something when we know there are like benchmarks or checkpoints to hit, having mm-hmm. working in phases and having step by step and also something that's somewhat customized um, can make such a difference because yes. like you said, you and I might not prefer CrossFit, but others might and not want to go jog on the treadmill, you know, or whatever it is. And so having that element of what really fits you rather than trying to do a one size fits all cookie cutter kind of thing is huge. So I absolutely love that. 
I am so excited to tell you that we are officially starting the Own Your Everyday Book Club super soon on June 25th, and I want you to get involved. So if you want to do that, it's completely free. If you want me to guide you through the chapters, if you want to lead your own book club and have a space to kind of uh, bounce ideas off of others and learn what others are taking away from the book and bring that back to your bring that back to your small group or your book club, this is something you are not going to want to miss out on this summer. So here's how to do it. Go to jordanleedooley.com slash book club, and you can get yourself signed up by putting in your information and downloading the book club guide and then you're going to have access to that book club guide for the next 14 weeks (laughs) Uh, we're going to go through every chapter and then the actual book club conversations will take place on instagram live every tuesday morning super super easy so you can tune right in or you can watch the replay if you miss it and then you can take that back to your book club if you choose to lead one or you can just go through it on your own and hang out with all of us on instagram so however you want to do it it's going to be really fun go to jordanleedooley.com slash book club get yourself signed up grab your download and get ready we're going to have a whole lot of fun starting june 25th i guess kind of piggybacking off of that then and knowing that that's so relational tell me a little bit about why you know again this whole idea of chasing freedom and as fighters mm-hmm. you have to actually fight for freedom it seems kind of counterintuitive i think it's like well if it's freedom shouldn't it just like be free right <laughs> you know right. but at the same time we live in a world and that wants to constantly enslave our mindsets and yes. our um our focus and our drive and just really enslave us to you know unhealthy standards and ideal ideals of perfection that don't actually exist and just a lot of crap <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah. tell me why the chasing freedoms freedom fighters and how that's different from your one-on-one coaching because I want mm. I want that not only for I want you to share this for two reasons. One, and yes. girls who are listening listen up because I think this is important. I want you to share it for two reasons. The first is for anyone who is in a position where they do feel like they don't have freedom in their health journey or you know they're trying to understand what someone like Tanner and why that can be so helpful and effective in your life. Um and just get a healthier perspective on relational, you know, and foundational health. But the other reason I want you to share it is because I know that I have so many coaches that tune into these kind of the, this podcast, mm-hmm. honestly, in these kind of episodes. They're health coaches, they're business coaches, they're life coaches, they're all the different coaches. Okay. And I think yeah. there's like a thousand different types of coaches, but I love that that is becoming a field for women because it allows us to empower one another and cheer one another on. But I think hearing this part of and this component of the brand that you have built is so key for them to hear too. So maybe that they, to hopefully educate them on, hey, this is possible so that you can give more intentional time. And this is something you and I talked about in coaching when we were doing this, you know, to really pour into your one-on-ones and the girls that are, you know, investing in this program, also being able to still serve a wider audience and support your brand and support your mission, but also give them a space where they have support and relational connection and still resources from you in a way that also sustains your business and your brand from a financial perspective. And I think coaches need to understand that there's, you know, there's something smart about diversifying and serving different audiences based off of their needs. And I feel like you can really do that with the setup you have. So can you explain that to me a little bit, both from a, this is the heart and the mission and the why it exists for the community and also from a business perspective, why it's smart. Yeah. So let's start with just why I have the two different options. Mm -hmm. One, the biggest thing is community. And I learned this from living my own story and taking time to say, okay, like, how did I get where I'm at right now? Because where I'm at right now is where, you know, I have a long way to go, Mm -hmm. but I will never forget those high school and college years at all. And I struggled those years. And my biggest thing in my story is like how bad I struggled with temptation, um, how I was really just a chameleon to my environment and therefore kind of always felt lost and unknown and never really could own my truth and who I was created to be Mm -hmm. until I started to root myself in Christ. And so that's what, that is my story. And it took me one being on one-on-one relationship with Christ and a mentor in my life first. Um, and then I started entering into a new, a whole new community. And it was like, you know, a lot of cleansing as far as friendships go and uh, where I was spending my time, my life completely started to change what, it, what I did day to day. And then it went back. It was like back and forth. It was like, I needed this one-on-one and this growth and pruning season. And then there were times when community was, I mean, I couldn't have lived without community, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so I had to have those two components. That's a part of my testimony. 
And so when I first started, I only started with one-on-one coaching when I started my business. And I got to this point where I was like, okay, the, this is awesome, but this isn't all that I'm called to. There are one, women out there that don't have, that don't have community who one are aspiring to be set free from food one, and also understanding a healthy form of movement without completely like just annihilating the body and disrespecting it mm-hmm. and only seeing it as a result, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like what it can do. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to create a community for that. It wasn't even a want anymore. It was like a desperate need in this world for a community like Chasing Freedom that had a professional that was in the health and fitness industry, but wasn't in the health and fitness industry, um, only doing scale stuff and before and after pictures and all this stuff, but was there to allow women to understand what their body can do, where their bodies can go, and also what their bodies need in terms of nourishment. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's kind of why I created that community. And then it just kind of evolved pretty quickly into, it's like everyone was desiring Christ. Everyone was understanding that when I said chasing freedom, which kind of picked up in the, the very beginning of 2018 and it wasn't even meant to be. I didn't even, I didn't even know that was going to be some sort of movement, Mm -hmm. but it was like when it started to create movement and momentum. And I saw people using that hashtag and like over and over and over, I was like, God, I hear you. Like women desire this freedom and they have no space to get it right now or that they know of, right? Because they don't know that they can just open their Bible and and get that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not their first step yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, women don't have church communities a lot of time and everything. Especially, especially the age group and the peer group that you reach because women in their twenties and even women in their thirties, you know, but a lot of times women, I would say what, like 18 to 32, Oftentimes, and there's always outlet, there's always, you know, on both ends of the spectrum, but that is like when we are in these seasons of trying to figure out our best step, our careers, Mm -hmm. our businesses, our health, our maybe marriages or relationships or roommates transitioning, moving to new cities. I mean, I had such a similar like realization when I created a membership program a couple years ago, um, before even, you know, back in, I think. 2016 because Mm -hmm. I recognized something similar too. It was like, there's a need for women who, you know, aren't necessarily established, aren't, you know, in the final city that they're going to end up in and haven't lived there for 10 years and have rooted community and neighbors that they know. And, you know, a family that's kind of their rock. It's like they're in transitional transient times. And especially nowadays where you can change your career literally every two years, if you want to, um, there's a lot of changes in these, you know, Mm -hmm. 12 to 14 years. And, very little resources specifically outside. And this is what I love about you and I get to do because it's on the internet. It's not specific to one church or one organization. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like there's a lot of programs for, you know, singles or 20 somethings in a lot of churches. But the problem is a lot of those people aren't necessarily in those specific churches, right? Or like, what if they don't all go to those places or, you know, they're moving again. Now they don't have a church home or they don't have a, you know, a community like that. What do they do? And so, I just love how aligned our hearts really have been and identifying mm-hmm. that as a need um, in some capacity or another. So anyways, just had to interject yeah. there. <laughs> no. And yeah, that's what, that was another thing too, is like one, the outliers, the people who are rooted in their church, they, they are in small group and they are super involved. My, the community needs those girls too. And so it's cool because everyone is so knit together and like, it's just the whole idea and the imagery of women locking arms. Like if we were to stand up in a battle, it's like, do you want to stand alone or do you want to have other strong women who are trying to better themselves, lock arms with you all the way down to the right, all the way down to the left. And then, Mm -hmm. and then fight, like, Mm -hmm. of course you want those women. And of course we desire those relationships. And it's not until you get to experience that you understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. so that's why I created that community. And also I push women to get into their little communities. There's a lot of women that you're right. They're bouncing around from city to city. Mm-hmm. But I said, go, like, go ask someone for coffee, go do something with someone in person. And I just see the whole idea of chasing freedom was to create these little lanterns all over the world because if we can be lights in each of our little cities, there's women in 
in other countries in the Chasing Freedom movement. Mm-hmm. If we can all be lights, how much brighter is this world as a whole with all of us out there doing that? Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's the intention. But at, from a business standpoint, most of my one-on-one clients now come from my Chasing Freedom community. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come into that group. They realize this is awesome. They stay in and everything. And then there's this desire. It's like, I feel this momentum. I want more. Yeah. And they, when they want more, they want more one-on-one. They want more um, individualized stuff. They want customized. They want more time with me, like that one-on-one time with me in conversation. And so it's cool from a business standpoint because I'm like, well, that just worked out perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't always have to go blasting and feel salesy on my Instagram. Right. I have this amazing group to mm-hmm. to do that. So, And yeah, what I love about that is that they feel served and seen and, you know, equipped by you, even if, you know, in a way that's a little bit more accessible to a wider group, because one-on-one coaching is definitely pricier than being a part of, you know, a resource that, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't get that exact one-on-one attention, or you don't get that group coaching feel. It's like, it's a bigger community, which has its own value in and of itself. But I love that that's like a, and we talked a lot about this during coaching, how not only does it serve your core audience and your target customer and your target, you know, just the girl that you really want to help with her life outside of whether or not she purchases something from you. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I always say there's three tiers. There needs to be three tiers to every business. And this is where I think so many of us passionate women get this wrong. And what I've loved seeing how you do it and how what we've really built out in a lot of ways with what you're doing, because, you know, your social media feeds and your podcasts, you know, that's like a free place to literally just encourage, like literally what we're doing right now. It's like, we're not charging people for this. We just want to show up in your lives and give you some of the tools and the steps that you need to make improvements, to grow Mm -hmm. and to be really living the life you're made to live um, and living with freedom you're made to live with. And so, you know, that's one element of it. And this is important for all coaches, I think, but any woman who is serving others online or in their, in their lives. And then the next step, you know, is, I call it opt-in level or level yeah. where, you know, you're giving them free content, but you're also getting an email address so that you can continue to serve them in their inbox rather than just hoping they see your Instagram post. It's a more direct right. way to build relationship with them. Then have a little bit lower tier product like you have or a resource or something where, you know, they're like, hey, I don't want to invest a ton of money, but I do need some first initial steps. So you've got like your, you have a toolkit for that. You have a devotional for that. You have the chasing freedom movement for that. So it funnels people into what fits them best. And then if they want to go even more and dive deeper and get that really step-by-step phases and one-on-one attention in that coaching, that's kind of your next higher tier. And so it's a really smart way, not only from a like, I'm a coach and I'm helping women with their lives and I'm also supporting myself, but it also makes a very clear user experience for them. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they're not just like, you're not blasting and being salesy and like, hey, buy this super expensive program for me. It's like, I'm just going to serve you as much as I can, regardless of what you can invest. And then there will be people who come from that that want to go even deeper. But I just right. love that you've set it up that way because it not only serves the girls that you want to help equip with freedom, but it also helps you have somewhat of a strategy. Remember how we were talking about that? You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's not like you're just throwing spaghetti like, oh, this sounds fun. Like, let's try that. You know, it's like there is a step and a process and it's so natural how people funnel through it. It just kind of happens. And you're like, oh, cool. I have another coaching client and her life gets changed as a result. You know, it's it's yeah. so smart. Yeah. And they're the microphone, too, for your message. Like, so you know, the girls sharing all that stuff on their social media. And that's also an awesome marketing tool. So true. And, you know, I talk a lot about this with my friends in this space, and I think you and I have talked about it too, is the importance of creating kind of a network effect. Um, yes. You know, yes. consistent. Have you read the book Primal Branding? Have you ever read that book? It's kind of no, I haven't. Okay, I've just started <laughs> reading it. It's super interesting. It sounds super weird and like archaic, but um, it just basically talks about how we as people desire to be part of something bigger than ourselves and how when mm. we're building a brand like to just be or when we're building a community or anything to help other people if it's simply about like, read my messages, he listened to me, listen to me, check me out. I'm awesome. You know, even though we're not saying that rather than <laughs> how can I equip you and then connect you with one another? What are common things that we do as a tribe? What's our hashtag? What do we do every Tuesday afternoon? You know, and like every mm. Tuesday afternoon could be, you know, like one tribal, I guess, thing when you're building a community online where they are some part of something bigger than themselves could be a hashtag like own your every day or a hashtag like chasing freedom. But it can also be 
um, you know, something like, hey, we take a 24-hour social media break as a community every weekend, and we come back recharged and refreshed and ready to go after our week, whatever that looks like. And so creating those kind of consistencies and communal-based programs throughout your entire brand not only helps your brand kind of like market itself, you know, it also right. helps and serves your audience in a way that they actually want to be served in a way that actually makes them feel like they are part of something bigger than themselves because we all are. So I just think that's really important because I think a lot of times as coaches or as authors or in any capacity that we create anything, we can often feel like we're individual and then we have mm-hmm. an audience or we have to have a customer base when in reality, it's like, how can you create a network? Because then that's going to work for you while you sleep. And it's also going to give well, you an intentional way to serve a relational business. Yeah. Can I speak more to that for a second? Yeah. So I want to talk to the girl who just started her business because I have had clients because I'll do some one-on-one business coaching, you know, here and there Uh and with girls who are just starting businesses online. And so Mm -hmm. they want to start something like that, right? They're trying to start this hashtag Mm -hmm. or they're trying to start this, um, Tuesday something. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, (laughs) the Tuesday thing, we don't know what it is, but Tuesday thing. (laughs) And then it's crickets. Mm -hmm. No one's picking up on it. Mm -hmm. No one's hearing it. No one's using it. And so then you feel like you're talking to a wall and you're like, okay, I can't be successful. This isn't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And I just want to talk to that girl because it's at first, it takes so much patience, but also you can't just assume that that's what your audience needs. Mm -hmm. Even if you start with a hundred followers or 50 followers, you have to ask them what they need or what they're struggling with or whatever, when it comes to at yes. least stay in your niche, right? Stay in your market, stay in your profession. Definitely don't go outside of that just to please people. There's a difference there, but you should ask your people. And if you can't get answers, literally go out, get on phone calls, mm-hmm. like email people, be talk to the random people at the gym. If you're in the fitness industry and ask them, like yep. be bold when you're starting out, because it starts somewhere and it will pick up, but you do have to be patient at first if you feel like you're in that cricket, but don't just jump around like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Yes. Then no one's going to take any of your stuff serious. And I want to piggyback off of that because I totally agree. And I think there's different phases of people in business. So I'm so glad you're speaking to the beginner or the dreamer too. Um mm-hmm. You know, and okay, I think, and this is the thing, like we talk, you're talking, we're talking about like health and fitness and wellness in your, you know, actual body (laughs) and in your faith and things like that. But it also applies to the fit, how fit your business is or how fit your focus is. And so one thing I want to say as we're talking kind of about like, think about how diet culture is so toxic. So is toxic mentalities for your business. So here's what I mean. Building a network effect doesn't happen overnight. First of all, it's something you should keep in mind for sure. But when you are first starting a business, I think, and I don't know if you've experienced this, Tanner, from different business coaching you've done, um, but I think a lot of women often think they have to build an audience on social media first to have a business. As if like all of a sudden business is different. I'm like, my dad runs a construction company and the man's website is still like from 2006. Zero. He says real men don't use Facebook, doesn't even have Facebook. He still texts (laughs) when he, he signs his text messages like, with his initials to be like, have a great day, JW. Like he, like it's an email, but it's a text message. And it's so funny. I'm like, okay, so this man is building a very successful business and does not use these platforms. But I think what's hard is we, I mean, it's an awesome tool. So let's use it, but don't be like, oh, I only have 70 followers. Like I can't build a successful business. It's like, well, it's like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. So you have to remember like a lot of successful things start with one-on-one. So You might have to do some free coach. Let's say you want to start a coaching business because that's kind of what we're on the topic of. Let's say, Mm -hmm. for example, that's what you want to do. You're probably not going to be able to suddenly create a tribal community online and start coaching all these women. Do not create a membership program. (laughs) No, please don't. (laughs) But what I will say is that you can start sharing about your journey because people will buy into a story. So you can start share about your story, you know, on your personal social media, however you currently are starting wherever and no matter how small it is and say, hey, I'm willing to walk alongside anybody who might feel like they're struggling with this. I'm going to take on one or two people and do it for free. And you're going to think I'm nuts, but I'm telling you, like, go watch Marie Forleo. She's awesome. And she'll tell you that just be, you know, just think about the fact that 
you know, you have to get some credibility first. You have to get some testimonials first. Then so-and-so might go tell so-and-so, right? The only reason anybody can build a community isn't because, I mean, unless they're like on The Bachelor and suddenly their accounts blow up. Like most people, it's one to one to one. It's one friend tagging another friend. So speak very specifically to one person if you're going to use social media and realize you can build your business off social media slowly and it might require you to do some stuff for free to get some of that experience and do some of those things first, get some results, get some, you know, make some impact, you know, have some testimonials. And then that's when they might go share with someone else. That was, so a lot of people grow photography businesses. They offer to do it for their best friend's wedding. And then their best friend happens to refer them to someone else. And before they know it, 10 people have been tagged on their social media. Now their account has grown from hundred to 200. They've got four clients for the year. And suddenly they have a small photography business running, but nothing happens overnight. So you have to remember that you can have a, like a side hustle or you can work a, part, a part-time job until you can start building something. I think people get so discouraged when they're like, all right, I'm motivated. I'm fired up. I read that personal development book. I listened to, you know, a podcast and now I'm going for it while, you know, all in. And next thing you know, they're like eating ramen for six weeks because they didn't really think through <laughs> how they can more strategically, slowly kind of get the steps and the building blocks that they need to make that happen rather than just organically before electronically. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. Can we make that a (laughs) t-shirt? But even, yeah, seriously, but even for me or for you who have built a community, there's so much more value in having this powerful, like intense one-on-one conversation with someone Mm -hmm. versus an Instagram story still. Like, although yes, thousands of people more may see that Instagram story, There is nothing greater than just the human connection Mm -hmm. and what they're going to go out and tell people about, you know? Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. yeah. I love it. So, so true. So we're kind of, you know, jumping around, but I do think, you know, this is so important to know for whatever your dream is, even if it's, you know, you want to do something more in a career standpoint, like you don't just become a doctor, you know, it's the same thing. It's like if you look at a doctor and they're like, well, these are the tools I'm using and this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm growing and this is where I'm going independent or whatever. And you're like, well, shoot, I'm doing everything wrong. Like I can't grow. It's like the doctor first had to go to med school and grind it out like you did. So, (laughs) you know, you got to remember that. So anyways, okay. Cool. I want to come. I want to kind of come back around because we're talking about, I think, I feel like this conversation has really become about how we can really be fit and well-rounded in our lives and be free from a lot of these um, mentalities that really get us stuck, whether it's in a business or in health or in our faith or in all of the above, which are things that Mm -hmm. we're all passionate about. Um, So I'm curious, two questions I want to ask. Um, How can somebody remain faithful to their vision, especially if it's, you know, I'm just starting out on my fitness journey or I'm just starting Mm -hmm. out in my small business or whatever. How can they be faithful to a vision through the days that are like big trial days um, where it's like, this is really not going anywhere. I see no progress. Right. I would say through stewardship, honestly, and this is what I've been talking about so much lately to women is stewardship, because what I'm learning is that I've been in a more challenging season in my life the past three months, even from every standpoint, honestly, where me and my husband are traveling the entire U.S. right now. So we're bouncing around from place to place. Work is hard. Momentum is hard. Routine is tough. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there are so many good parts, right? Like I get to see all these different parts of the world and all this good stuff. And so what I'm learning is that stewardship is going to be the name of the game this year. And basically what that looks like is multiple different parts. And I'm a steps person too, just like you, Jordan. So um, it's through movement, through nourishment, through rest or sleep through soul food, like what are, where are you rooting yourself each day? And then your emotional responses. And those are the five ways to steward your body and understand that it is our due diligence to manage our bodies. Well, Mm -hmm. we didn't create our body. We don't have to have the owner role. And I love that because the owner role is harder. You have to make the investment. You have to put the upfront work in and everything. As a manager, we were given it freely. And so now we have to manage that. And how we manage that is through movement, through nourishment, through sleep and good rest, soul food, and then how we respond emotionally. And that's what I would say is like, even in the times of troubles and when you're like, 
okay, I don't think I can go another step forward. I've had great momentum, but why do I feel like I just hit this wall? Mm -hmm. Well, then that's when you need to rest. That's where sleep and rest comes in, right? Mm -hmm. You need, and that looks different for everyone, but you know, you hit that point during last year where you Mm -hmm. felt this almost burnout and you had to rest. Almost, are you kidding? It was like straight up burned to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And you took, I mean, you took 1700 steps backwards Mm -hmm. just to be able to go again. Yeah. Um, and that's what I would tell the person is like, look at your life and ask yourself, where, where am I giving too much and where am I not giving enough? Because it's going to probably fall into one of those things Mm -hmm. that I just said, like, because like relationships emotionally, those can either build you up or tear you down. Um, movement, right. Is how, like, do you feel good in your body? Do you feel like your body is a machine that can run well to do all these things that you want to do? Because if not, you need to take care of that first. Mm. So yeah, that stewardship is just like super heavy on my heart right now. So good. So good. I think that's such an, an important mindset and mentality to have, but also I love how you gave some specific examples as to how to do that. Because to me, sometimes stewardship sounds like such a fancy word. I'm like, what does that actually look like? (laughs) So I love that. I love that so much. Okay, I have one other question from me. And then I actually got a couple questions from the She community. And I do want to ask you those because we've got some Tanner fans in the She community. So (laughs) first thing would be um, what you were saying about stewardship, I think is so key. And I think that also applies. You had shared a post that really challenged me um, and impacted me in terms of, you know, just what it looks like to really embrace where you're at. Um, You know, I'm an ambitious person. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm always looking for like, what's the next growth? How do we build? How do we climb? What do we do next? You know, it's just how I naturally work. And it's all about, you know, am I seeing impact and forward momentum? And so like you mentioned, sometimes when you're not feeling those things (laughs) or when you're pushing them too hard and you totally burn to the ground, um, you know, it can be, it can be really hard. And I think there's a lot of pressure in our world. I mean, even in my book, I wrote about the pressure to prove because that's like one of my top struggles is constantly living into the pressure to prove. And I think we can all do that. And that's what we're all looking for freedom from, right? Kind of going back to the freedom conversation. Um, And so, you know, I'm curious if you wouldn't mind sharing about that post you made. It talked about how you're making less money right now, um, Mm -hmm. which I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, good hook there, friend. Um, (laughs) But but you talked about, you know, I I think it's great that you brought it up because, you know, we're talking about business and we're talking about health and how to have, you know, a kind of a fit overall life. And I'm curious why you were compelled to share about that and then talk a little bit about, you know, you're making less money right now and you're celebrating that. So why would you be celebrating that? What does that look like? Don't we all want to make more money? Isn't that always the goal? Like speak into that a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So the other night, and I mean, like, I I want to keep writing about this because now that I keep going back to that night and what the way I walked through, it just honestly is a testament to Mm -hmm. faith because I was, I am, I was an accounting major. I've always loved numbers. I love the idea of making money. I wanted to work from the time I was a little girl. I gave pitching lessons. Like making money is something that I've girl, always Did you know enjoyed. I sold pancakes to frat houses in college? <laughs> they had breakfasts there. Like I just still sold the pancakes. Jordan's in their pancakes kitchen. are better. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even handle that. I remember actually I first sold them to my sorority house. That was real fancy. And they came down, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, do you want to buy a pancake? They're like, we have breakfast in the kitchen, but thanks. So anyways, uh, same entrepreneurial spirits. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So um, even, so I just started my business still, I guess it was, we're over a year and a half now. So still relatively new, still wanting to like, if I make more money than I am, impacting more like that's almost what my mentality has been like yes yeah they've been so correlated and I'm not gonna lie like I am a person who checks on the money frequently Mm -hmm. so um recently and I don't think that's a bad thing like I say that I just want to come across this yep yeah that doesn't mean I'm totally money driven it's just that that's the way that I see like where the business is at too strategically yeah but Um, anyways, I realized that this past three months because of traveling and just trying to keep up, I hadn't been. Um, and so we're doing our taxes, which is just a blasty blast, by the way. Um, (laughs) Adulting is so fun. (laughs) So fun. And I was in conversation with our accountant and we were trying to figure out like estimates and stuff for this next year and yada, yada, yada. So I was going over Q1 because we had just finished that on the 30th of March and I looked up 
that year or the past three months. And I was like, okay, that doesn't look that bad. And then for some reason, I felt this push to go look at 2018, what I made January through March. And what I realized is I had only made two thirds of what I made last year. And I was like, I just started my business. And so immediately I'm like, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Right. And and at first it was just like, boom, boom, boom. How in the world am I going to do this when I have kids? I think I'm going to be able to do this when I have kids. I've lost my mind. Like, All of these lies started creeping in, but it wasn't long. Like this was like that many lies were like, you know, women can process words super fast. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was probably like two minutes of that. And then took a deep breath, put my computer up, stood up, literally physically took a giant breath. My husband even said, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I wasn't ready to talk to him about it because that's just kind of my personality. It's like, I need to process this first and mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll come to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually walked in, washed my face, all the makeup off, put on my pajamas and everything. Um, and what I realized in that time was, okay, my bucket was just filled with lies. I want to dump that out and let me speak some truths. Like, mm-hmm. What has happened? What's going on? Why do, Why would this be happening? And so I started naming out these things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And the list kept growing and growing. And it was kind of cool to see that because, you know, I struggled with just constantly affirming myself. I'm words of affirmation. I've needed that from other people my mm-hmm. whole life. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was cool to like, hey, I have done all these things. And it was like, I was cheering myself on. That's all that I needed. And, um, And then I realized it was like, I had to make more in order, or I had to make less in order to do more. Mm. And when those words like sunk into my soul, it was like, there is so much purpose in making less right now. And honestly, the, that gap of money that I missed out on is Mm. the, is the success that I'm going to have. And I have faith in that. Like there are times when you don't have to make more money in order to make your next steps in your business or your next step with your career that you're Mm. in or whatever it is. You have these time periods where you have to be patient in the work that God is doing Mm. through you and in you. And, you know, I've made more investments and that kind of stuff. And it's like, so this whole idea of more money equals more impact equals more success is a lie. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to establish that for people and have that in front of other eyes, because I know I needed to hear that. And um, it was just a cool processing moment, honestly. Oh, my gosh. OK, I am so dang glad that you shared that. Like, I'm over here fist pumping, like in my office by myself. (laughs) It's fine. Um, But seriously, because I have felt that so hard recently, you know, kind of coming from my own perspective, I love that you shared. I have to make or do I'm doing more or what'd you say? I have to make less to do more. To do more. Okay. Mm -hmm. 1000% in agreement. You know, I have been in this season of transition and I just love to pull back the curtain a little bit for people. um, Full transparency, just because I think it's important to know, like, Oh, okay. This is normal. <laughs> this happens to other people. Right. Like, I'm not a big fan. Right. You know, in 2018, Matt started looking at, you know, he kind of came on and he's the spreadsheet guy. He's, I'm not the accountant. I'm like, give me all the content I can create all day long, but you make me look <laughs> at a spreadsheet. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go back into my hole now. Um, and so he started really crunching numbers and looking at things. And he's like, Jay, you know, you're losing tons of money right here. Like you could be saving so much. Do you realize you just completely like so many different areas where I was like hemorrhaging and I didn't even realize it because I was trying to steward it as well as I could. But I also, you know, don't my mind doesn't work so much that way. And in order to keep other things up and really steward what I was passionate about, what I felt called to, it was like, as long as we've got enough, like I got to keep going, you know. And so it like brought it to my attention. And I had a very similar moment of like, oh, my gosh, I suck. Like, how have I? How have I allowed that to happen? Like, why was I not a better business owner? Should I even be doing this? Did I not steward this well? Like, why wasn't I more cognizant of that? I should have got more feet. Like, all the questions, right? Like, what am I doing wrong? And it was similar for me. I was like, you know, I've, I I felt that same, like, deflatedness, you know, and I couldn't necessarily push a ton of other things to suddenly make that up or fix it or whatever, because, um, you know, it's, it was a very intentional season of slowly stripping Mm. away things that I needed to let go of, or that I didn't feel like I was supposed to continue with, you know, you can create things for a season that are great for that season, but you have to move into new phases and new seasons of life. Right. And in your business, that's the same way. Um, you know, and so I was like, well, I can't just push this for the sake of that. And I also have to, so I was wrestling with that. How do I phase out of things that I feel like I'm supposed to be letting go of, but also, you know, figure out how to survive and do the things I need to do. And, um, you know, it struck me too, like, okay, I am currently purposely doing 
you know, making less. So, and I'm almost doing more when it comes to like what I'm building, but not necessarily from a, Hey, it's generating revenue right now, but because it's preparing me for the trajectory for where we're going to go next is preparing things. And sometimes you have to go into seasons of preparation, even for example, in this book launch, you know, that I've been in, you can't like, you know, you don't make money like preparing for a book launch, like just FYI, everyone, you know, and I don't think people really realize that. And so you I felt I've told Matt, I'm like, I feel like we're kind of in this pending season where we kind of just have to persevere and maintain what we have and manage, you know, it's not a growth season, I guess is what I have yeah. to say. Like, what can we steward that currently exists, you know, and feel like, okay, we're not growing monetarily in a massive way. And that's okay, but it feels backwards to me because we're always talking about growth, right? That's even if we're not, I'm not super money driven either. I'm more obviously because I never looked at it until Matt did um, in so many ways, but I'm much more, you know, impact driven and achievement driven. And so when, you know, we get into seasons where it's like, you really have to zero in and lock your eyes on where you're going and know that this isn't a season of massive growth from a monetary standpoint, but it is a season that's going to prepare you for massive growth, not just from a monetary standpoint, but also when it comes to reach, when it comes to impact, when it comes to the things that you have to do. Like I'm doing more than I've done in other seasons and making less in the same way yes, because I'm yes. preparing for, I'm, you know, preparing for this launch, this thing that's really the biggest thing I've ever done. And so, you know, it's that same, it resonated with me so much because I think that can also apply. Like, even when we were talking about fitness, it's like, there's things that you have to, you know, you might see less progress as you're making shifts or you have to sacrifice certain things and you don't feel like you're getting the gains that you want as fast as you want, but you're preparing your body. You're making those necessary routines and adjustments in a way that's sustainable because you can make, you can drop a lot of weight really fast or you can make a bunch of money really fast if you really want to push it. But is that really sustainable? And is that actually in the direction you really want to go in the way that you want to do it? And if not, then it's not worth it. And that's not true growth. That's just forcing something really fast. Yeah, the seed season and the watering season, it's not as pretty, but it it's important to continue to show up and not let just that fear that comes up, like that first yeah. came up in me, not let that overflow. The only thing that can push out fear is love. And so you have mm-hmm. to just replace it, you know? Mm-hmm. So good. So true. Okay. I feel like we've got, we've covered so much good stuff. I, I'm like, so, but um, I want to ask a few quick questions. They're kind of brief, just one one or two little things that you want to share. It's a couple tips. Totally fine. But we've had a couple questions on our sheet community. So let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. First question is coffee order. What's your coffee order? <laughs> oh, I get a uh, plain coffee with a splash of almond milk with one stevia. Ooh, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Next question is all the workout tips. And then it says, LOL, she is amazing. Love her heart and soul. (laughs) So can we give us like one or two quick rapid fire workout tips? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So my biggest thing is that don't work out, don't do a workout plan just because it works for someone else. Do a workout plan because it feels right to you and it's fun. Mm -hmm. If it feels like, okay, now let me backtrack. Some days working out is not going to be fun, but you do it because you want you you want to respect your body. Mm-hmm. But also, if cycling is the worst, most like like terrible form of workout for you, don't go to cycling ca- classes. Keep jumping around until you find something that's like, oh, this feels kind of like me. I like to feel athletic. I like to feel you know whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And just don't always expect to love the same thing too as you change what your body needs and does and wants to do will also change. So just be open to that. Mm, So good. I uh, tried Pilates once, but fell off the little thing. So I was like, I think we're we're done here. (laughs) Hey, well, I went and paid for a certification and did hundreds of hours of training and never trained in Pilates. So (laughs) (laughs) that's great. Okay. One more. How do I kickstart an active or healthy lifestyle? It's hard to get started. Oh, and you know, wait, let's pair this with this other question that just came in. It says, okay. I also, it's right alongside that advice for implementing a healthy eating lifestyle on a tight budget and busy schedule. So when you're just getting started, how Beautiful. do you kickstart that? Especially let's pair them together when you are on a tight budget and you have a busy schedule. All right. So meet yourself right where you're at. So mm-hmm. if you have a tight budget, 
or wherever you're at right now, if you're like, I don't know where to start, you're able to start right where you're at. It's if one small change consistently will make massive impact. And I promise you that. Um, and another thing is you're allowed to have goals. You're allowed to want to get somewhere. You're, mm. you're allowed to need to lose weight or whatever your goal may be. You're allowed to do that, but don't start where that girl wants to be. Start where the girl is now mm. and consistently take a stride forward. Some days you're going to like feel this momentum where you're like, I just sprinted the first base. And the other days you're like, I just stepped out of the batter's box, but that still was progression. So mm. start right where you're at. And those seriously, even if it's taking out the one can of soda that you're drinking, or it's saying, Hey, I'm going to stop ending my night with the scoop of ice cream that I've been eating. Don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. You are so calling me out right now. <laughs> Oh, well, no, I, since we've been traveling, it's been so easy to go grab like a happy hour cocktail with my husband Uh and and I'm like, okay, one, this adds up financially quick. This is not being a good good steward to my money. You're like, no wonder I'm not making any more money. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, like one thing that's helped me is to find alternatives for the cravings that you can tend to have, especially if your body is used to eating junk food, for yeah. example, potato chips, I think salt on cucumber slices is a really great alternative because you get that salty, crunchy kind of taste and you can eat a whole cucumber if you want and have no guilt about it. Um, right. And then, you know, from a sugar perspective, even choosing something like um, what did you use to say? Like, um, what is it? Peanut butter or almond butter on a like a yes. rice cake? Almond or something butter like that? on a caramel rice cake. I do that all, literally almost every single night, and that was for the same exact reason because I wanted sugar at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. It's like the it worst was, time to eat sugar. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and two, I would say there's a couple of things. One, and our and shameless plug, but in our new book found, which is a 21 day toolkit, we have recipes that one are very affordable and two are very quick and easy to make healthy transitions into your life. Mm-hmm. But I, where I started, I went on Pinterest and said like the college girl budget friendly, healthy grocery list, like mm-hmm. type that into Pinterest and hundreds of grocery lists will come up and just start there too. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that so much. Oh, so good. Okay. I think we've got a lot of tangibles, some key takeaways. Sisters, if you are listening and you are trying to kickstart your health journey or you're on a budget, I hope that this episode has helped you. And if you are thinking about maybe starting a coaching business or if you've been a business owner or want to help other women, I hope you got some key takeaways when it comes to money and budgeting and making mistakes and also being very strategic and shamelessly savvy about what you're doing because when you get a fit... (laughs) fit in your faith, fit in your fitness, fit in your business. You can really live a fit lifestyle overall. And that leads, I think, to so much freedom. Amen. Yes. Tanner, where can everybody (laughs) find you, my friend? I'm at Trainer Tanner across the board. So you can find me. Instagram is probably where I hang out the most. As do most of us. It's all our favorite app, I think. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thanks for being on, my friend. It was so great to have you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.